girlfriends, it's me, Adrian, or Aiden, either way, I am still your host, and you are still listening to Susto, the podcast of Oogie Spooky Scary Stories. Happy winter solstice, everybody. Happy Saturn-Jupiter conjunction. Happy holidays, whatever you celebrate, whatever you believe, I hope that you're having a great winter holiday season. I know there's a lot going on right now. People were really excited, people including myself, about the entire Jupiter-Saturn conjunction and how it's the last time it's going to happen for another seven, eight hundred years. So it's really cool. I think it's really cool that there have been so many of these celestial events that have happened in my lifetime. And each time that they happen, it's always like, this is the first time this has happened for X amount of like centuries. And it's the last time it's going to happen for hundreds of years or whatever. And I'm like, wow, like, What a time to be alive, but also what a time to be alive, right? Like, oh God, this isn't a news podcast. And I typically don't talk about these kinds of things on here because this is, this show is also my personal escape, but uh, $600, that's ridiculous. I'm sure many of you have already heard, but if you haven't, apparently Congress passed a, a second stimulus, a relief package, and we're, we're getting $600. It's been almost a year. They gave us 1200 Some of us didn't even get it. Keep in mind that undocumented people do not get this money either. So those of us that were fortunate enough to get the stimulus checks, it's going to be a total of $1,800 for how long? For almost an entire year? That's like, that's not even rent for two months. That's, ugh, okay. That's all I'm going to say is that I am frustrated <laughs> with how we are continually treated. We have to keep pushing for change and hopefully it will change. If uh, this is your first time tuning in, thank you so much for tuning in. I really appreciate it. Welcome to the family. And if this is not your first time and if you're returning, welcome back. Hey, how you doing? Go ahead and take your seat. You already know where your seat is. They're not assigned, but you have the place where you're comfortable, where you listen. So go ahead and Find that spot, get comfortable, and get ready to, to to listen to this episode. As always, I'm going to plug the Susto social medias. You can follow Susto on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Susto Podcast. That is also where you can submit your own scary story, video, picture, audio recording, whatever it is. You can send those to me on social media. You can also email me at SustoPodcast at gmail.com. And you can also leave a five-star review and put your story in that review if you're able to do so on whatever platform you're listening. And wherever you're listening, please like and subscribe to the show. That helps me out a ton. It helps me figure out what I'm doing, if I'm doing it right, if I need to change it up, what have you. And also, if you want some extra perks, if you want some benefits, some behind-the-scenes looks, you can sign up to be a patron on patreon.com slash podcast. There's tons of benefits on there. If you don't know what they are, go ahead and check out the Patreon so you can peruse, figure out which tier works best for you. There's three. Of course, my personal favorite is the top tier because that's the most involved one. That's where you get the most out of the show so check it out if you want it would make a great christmas present for yourself for somebody else so yeah just something to consider this episode is going to be pretty different than the other ones i've been looking high and low for like winter season cryptids based in latin america or south america or central america and it's been really hard to find something like that like you know like krampus is the main one is the main like it's been referenced as like an anti-santa but it's like it's like a scary christmas sort of thing so i was wondering if there's something similar to that in latin american cultures for this time of year i haven't been able to find 
really like anything it's it seems like all of our cryptids and all of our like spooky stuff it's just year round it doesn't <laughs> it doesn't come around like any specific time of year it's it's year, we do this year round which i appreciate i love that for us but i thought it would have been cool to have something specific for this time of year but hey you know what that's okay we we don't always get everything and that's fine but i did find a page and i'll i'll go ahead and be sharing this on the susta google doc in the patreon but i found a page that had a collection it's just eight write-ups of winter time spirits and cryptids from all over the world and i i was like hey this is really cool if i can't find something in the culture that i'm looking at then i'll share other cultures from all over the world because as we've heard in previous episodes on susto a lot of these stories do eventually tie into each other or they may have different versions of the story but the origin might come from one place or it might be different origins and the story is extremely similar so yeah I was like you know this is I think this is still really cool because again like I've talked about it before I really enjoy how these stories can be connected to different places around the world so with that being said we're gonna go ahead and jump into the show Okay, so the page that I'm looking at, it's from mentalfloss.com and it's called Eight Legendary Monsters of Christmas. It says, the byline is by Miss Celania. This is from 2017. It was updated December 3rd, 2020. Nice, so this is, they're keeping this page going. That's really cool. So I'm gonna go ahead and just start off on the list. So of course, number one is Krampus. And here it says, as a tool to encourage good behavior in children, Santa serves as the carrot and Krampus is the stick. Krampus is the evil demon anti-Santa, or maybe his evil twin. Krampus may look like a devil or like a wild alpine beast, depending on the region and what materials are available to make a Krampus costume. Krampus night is celebrated on December 5th, the eve of St. Nicholas Day in Austria and other parts of Europe. Public celebrations that night have many Krampuses walking the streets, looking for people to beat. In recent years, the tradition has spread beyond Europe and many cities in America have their own Krampus nights now. See, so this is part of what I think is really neat how some of these traditions and monsters, I guess, are adopted into other cultures. And I don't know if y'all remember this movie that came out years ago, but it's it's movie Krampus. I am such a huge fan of that movie. It's, it's supposed to be like a scary movie, but more than anything, it was super campy and it was actually really funny to watch. I remember watching it in theaters and just having such a good time. And I probably will watch this movie again this week because uh, I love it so much. So if you haven't seen the movie Krampus, you should definitely check it out. There are parts that are really creepy, just weird creepy, but that's part of the fun is this is so like uncomfortable to watch and this is actually a little scary, but it's funny because of you know, this next part. I don't know. Just go watch the movie and you'll know what I'm talking about. Okay, this second one on this list, I had to look at the pronunciation and this is the best way that I can pronounce it. It's called the Yola Katrin. I'm sure these letters are not the same in English, but if I'm looking at these letters in like with an English brain, it's spelled J-O-L-A-K-O-T-T-U-R-I-N-N. Yola Katrin. But the part that sticks out to me in the middle is Kat. Like it sounds like cat. And this is a, it's an Icelandic Yule cat or Christmas cat. It says, he is not a nice cat. In fact, he might eat you. 
This character is tied to an Icelandic tradition in which those who finished all their work on time received new clothes for Christmas, while those who were lazy did not, although this was mainly a threat. To encourage children to work hard, parents told the tale of the Yule Cat, saying that Jola Katrin could tell who the lazy children were because they did not have at least one new item of clothing for Christmas, and these children would be sacrificed to the Yule Cat. This reminder tends to spur children into doing their chores. A poem written about the cat ends with a suggestion that children help out the needy, so they, too, can have the protection of new clothing. It's no wonder that Icelanders put in more overtime at work than most Europeans. And it seems like the depiction of this cat is like, it's a huge cat. It's not like a little house cat. It looks like a house cat, but it's enormous. It's maybe like three times the size of a human being. And it's supposed to be like a scary monster beast sort of thing. And I'm posting pictures of all of these things, by the way. This story is interesting. It's it At first, I'm like, oh, this is kind of classist. Like, I feel bad for kids whose families can't afford to get them new things but also part of this story is that it, the the poem suggests that children help out the needy so i would think that that would mean like this family can't afford things so we're gonna give their kids clothing too so they don't have to worry about the yule cat hopefully that's what happens uh the next one is frau perchta that's number three, and it says, Tales told in Germany and Austria sometimes feature a witch named Frau Perchta, who hands out both rewards and punishments during the 12 days of Christmas, December 25th through Epiphany on January 6th. She is best known for her gruesome punishment of the sinful. She will rip out your internal organs and replace them with garbage. The ugly image of Perchta may show up in Christmas processions in Austria, somewhat like Krampus. It continues, Perchta's story is thought to have descended from a legendary alpine goddess of nature who tends the forest most of the year and deals with humans only during Christmas. In modern celebrations, Perchta or a close relation may show up in procession during Fastnacht the Alpine festival just before Lent. There may be some connection between Frau Perchta and the Italian witch La Befana, but La Befana isn't really a monster. She's an ugly but good witch who leaves presents. Interesting. I hope that La Befana will be on the list. You have to know that I'm butchering <laughs> these pronunciations. I'm trying to look them up and figure out the right way to say them, but I'm, I'm attempting, I'm attempting. It's it's German, it's a hard language. Um, the next one is Belschnickel, and this one is actually something that was referenced in The Office, so I don't know if anybody remembers that episode where Dwight, it's like a, a Christmas episode of The Office where Dwight shows up as the Belschnickel and like he's like harassing everybody with this character, and so this is cool to have this little background, but here it says, Belschnickel is a male character from southwestern German lore who traveled to the United States and survives in Pennsylvania Dutch customs. He comes to children sometimes before Christmas wearing tattered old clothing and raggedy fur. Belschnickel carries a switch to frighten children and candy to reward them for good behavior. In modern visits, the switch is only used for noise and to warn children they still have time to be good before Christmas. Then all the children get candy if they are polite about it. The name Belschnickel is a portmanteau of the German Belsen, meaning wallop and nickel for St. Nicholas. Necht, Rupert, and Rue Kloss are similar characters from German folklore who dole out beatings to bad children, leaving St. Nicholas to reward good children with gifts. This one is Hans Trapp. Hans Trapp is another anti-Santa who hands out punishment to bad children in the Alsace and Lorraine regions of France. The legend says that Trapp was a real man, a rich, greedy, and evil man 
man who worshipped Satan and was excommunicated from the Catholic Church. He was exiled into the forest where he preyed upon children, disguised as a scarecrow with straw jutting out from his clothing. He was about to eat one boy he captured when he was struck by lightning and killed, a punishment of his own from God. Still, he visits young children before Christmas dressed as a scarecrow to scare them into good behavior. This one's really creepy. This is more in line with some of the stories that like we've heard or that I heard growing up. Or it's like an old man is going to take you away. Uh, <laughs> it wasn't like direct threats of like physical punishment, um, but it was like, hey, if you're not good, you're going to be taken away. So interesting. This next one is called Père Foutard. The French legend whose name translates to Father Whipper, oh my god, begins with an evil butcher who craved children to eat. He or his wife lured three boys into his butcher shop where he killed, chopped, and salted them. Saint Nicholas came to the rescue, resurrected the boys, and took custody of the butcher. The captive butcher became Père Foutard, Saint Nicholas's servant whose job it is to dispense punishment to bad children on Saint Nicholas Day. Wow, I love how Saint Nicholas, Santa, came to the rescue and was like, no, you can't do this. Um, only do it when I deem it appropriate for badly behaved children. Well, maybe Santa isn't so innocent after all. The next one is the Yule Lads. I've heard of this one. This is the Yule Lads make a an appearance in that Krampus movie. That, and that Krampus movie, actually, I forgot to mention, it does a really cool job of integrating a bunch of other like wintertime cryptids and like spirits. So it's not solely about Krampus. It, it also has all these other creatures in it and that's why I really enjoyed it but the Yule Lads were in it and here it says the Yolas Vayner or Yule Lads are 13 Icelandic trolls who each have a name and distinct personality. In ancient times they stole things and caused trouble around Christmas time so they were used to scare children into behaving like the Yule Cat. However the 20th century brought tales of the benevolent Norwegian figure Yulinis Santa Claus who brought gifts to good children. The traditions became mingled until the formerly devilish Jolas Vayner became kind enough to leave gifts and shoes that children leave out if they are good boys and girls that is. I, this one's cute! I like this one. It's these little like rowdy, this group of rowdy 13 trolls, these lads, and Santa came around and they were like, oh, like we can be rowdy, but we can still like be nice. And that's cute. And now they they leave gifts and shoes. And that's also a cute little tradition. Like I would like to do that with my kids. Like make sure that you leave your, your shoes outside so that the Yule lads can leave a little gift for you. That's fun. Number eight, the last one on here, it says it's the Grilla. All the Yule lads answer to Grilla, their mother. She predates the Yule lads in Icelandic legend as the ogress who kidnaps cooks and eats children who don't obey their parents. She only became associated with Christmas in the 17th century, when she was assigned to be the mother of the Yule lads. According to legend, Grilla had three different husbands and 72 children, all who caused trouble ranging from harmless mischief to murder. As if the household wasn't crowded enough, the Yule cat also lives with Grilla. This ogress is so much of a troublemaker that the onion blamed her for the 2010 eruption of, oh my god, I need to look up this word. It's a, it's a volcano in Iceland. Okay, but also this woman had 72 children and the Yule cat lived with her, this huge ass cat. That's <laughs> honestly I, a woman's power. I don't know how she did it. Okay, let me find the pronunciation of this volcano. Okay, 
e ya fiat la yakutul. Wow, this is so okay. It's suddenly I'm I'm very interested in the Icelandic language. Okay, and the way that this okay, I'm sorry that this I just went on a complete tangent for this word, but it's this is probably my favorite word now. It's in English letters because again I don't know if these translate to the same. It's e y j a f j a l l a. J O K U L L, and it looks like the J's make a Y sound, and the double L in Spanish that would be like that would be the Y. Like my last name is Castellanos, it's a double L, but in Icelandic that double L it looks like it makes a, a TL sound, a TL in English. So it's E Y J, then the J is the Y. It's A Y F Y T L Y G U T L. I know Icelandic now. <laughs> Okay, I'm I'm really sorry. I went on like a completely took like a hard left turn on that last one, but that was a really cool word. It seems like a lot of these like winter time, Christmassy holiday cryptids, creatures, monsters, spirits. A lot of them are based in Germany and Iceland, primarily Iceland. Uh, I wonder what that's about. But that is super cool. Again, I wish that I'd like we had a group of those things in Latin South and Central American cultures. But I really, I, I had a, such a hard time finding anything about them. I mean, obviously we do have our own traditions for this time of year, but I couldn't really find anything that was like spooky oriented, you know? But it was still really fun to find this list and to learn how to pronounce some Icelandic words. I challenge you all to find the, I'm going to post a, a picture of that volcano with the name on it. I challenge you all to try and pronounce it. Let me know how that goes for you. Leave a little volcano or mountain emoji in, in the the social media post about this in honor of the Eja Fjatla Jokutl volcano in Iceland. Look at me, I'm a pro. <laughs> anyway, I hope that you did enjoy this episode. And I wanted to give you sort of like a sneak peek into stories around the world about this time of year. And I'm gonna keep looking for stuff related to this time of year so that if I do find something, believe me, I will do an episode about it. And you know what? If you've heard about anything, like any spooky, like cryptid, monster, spirit, what have you, anything spooky that relates to Latin and Latin American cultures for this time of year, for wintertime, let me know. And you know that I'm completely open to those things. You can do that, of course, sending a message on social media at Susto Podcast on Facebook, Instagram, on Twitter. You can email me, sustopodcast at gmail.com. And again, if you want more behind the scenes looks, extra benefits, go ahead and sign up to be a patron on patreon.com slash Podcast. I am going to be sending out the Susto mail for this month, uh, this week. And I'm really excited because it's going to be the first time that I'm using the custom stamp that I had made. I haven't shown anyone really what this stamp looks like. I haven't even posted it on social media. I don't know if I want to share it yet or if I just want to have it be like a little, you know, something just between me and, and, and my ghoul friends who get Susto mail because they're patrons. So if you want one of your own, uh, personal handwritten thank you letters once a month you can just sign up for that and with that you get goodies sometimes i'm a big fan of the wax stamps like i keep them because i think they're really cute and so if you wanted to you can keep the wax stamp too do whatever you want with it i hope that you all have a good holiday whatever you're doing however you're spending it just be safe 
please take care of yourself, take care of each other. I won't see you all, or I won't talk to you all probably until the new year. Yeah, this is going to be the last episode before 2021. So I probably won't see you until the 5th of January. That's when the next episode should be coming out. I'm excited for this next year. I know that, you know, things aren't going to automatically change overnight just because it's 2021 all of a sudden. But I do I do have hope for the next year. It, I know at times I feel a sense of hopelessness. <laughs> In all reality, I do. But I, I, I do think 2020 is going to be different. We have the vaccine now. People are starting to get vaccinated vaccinated. So it's maybe that's really what's making me feel this way is I feel like I can see a light at the end of the tunnel. And it's it's this vaccine. So make sure that you you go get yours when you can. And and we're going to be out of this soon. I really do hope so. And I really believe that. So so I won't take much more of your time. Merry Christmas happy holidays, whatever you celebrate. Happy New Year. I hope you'll have a good one. Please be careful and check your stockings for coal. Okay, bye. <laughs>